thank you for this morning as we come before your holy word. We thank you that your word will minister to us in season. And Father, we thank you that may we not lose cognizance of the reason for the season, which is you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please go with me to the book of Luke chapter 14, um, verse 15 to 24. Luke chapter 14, verse 15 to 24. Before I preach, uh, just to make a point of correction, our New Year Eve, uh, our New Year's Eve service will be on Zoom. All right, so it will be on Zoom on the same um, code and and and, and uh, ID number. So do well to log in. That's from 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. And then next week Sunday we'll gather here in person again to have service. Amen. Luke chapter 14. Verse 15 to 24, and I read. Now, when one of those who sat at the table with him had these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many, and sent his servants at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I've bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them and I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to his servants, Excuse me, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. Amen. Today I want to preach on a message I entitled The Great Invitation. If you read the story carefully, Jesus was at a banquet. And he used this opportunity to give a parable of a great banquet. And if you do remember the story, the banquet that Jesus was at, it was a place where people were scrambling for seats of importance, seats of prestige. And Jesus used that just to give a very important principle that when you go into a place and you have the opportunity to sit at a place of honor. Just sit at a lowly place. Because if you sit at the place of honor, if you assume, Jesus said that someone higher than you will come and you will be unseated and it gives much shame. But if you are seated at a lower place and then when your friend, who might be the host perhaps, come and say, come up higher, it is more honorable and it's more blessing. 
And Jesus used the opportunity to talk about humility that whoever exhausts himself shall be humbled, and whosoever humbles himself shall be exalted. So whilst Jesus was in this banquet, he used this opportunity to talk about himself as the bread. He started off by saying that blessed are those who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. I believe that this church we are quite conversant of our book of John series and we've particularly tackled the emphatic sayings of Jesus. And one of the emphatic sayings of Jesus was, I am the living bread. So when Jesus was talking about blessed are you who would taste bread in the kingdom of God, he wasn't referring to physical bread that you and I know. He was talking about bread that is him, Jesus. Blessed are we when we sit at the banquet and we partake of him. And now for him to now place much emphasis on this point, he's going to talk about a banquet in a form of a parable. Now, this parable is quite interesting because it starts with a certain man. So it gives credence to the fact that this parable was not just a figment of Jesus' imagination. This was actually something that happened. But Jesus used this real-life story to bring home a spiritual truth. And like I keep on saying, a parable is fiction or non-fiction. It could be any story that you, you use as an illustration to bring home a spiritual truth. So in Jesus talking about he himself as the bread, he decided to use a real-life incident or scenario to paint his picture and illustrate his points well. So he started off by saying that there was a man, a great man, and perhaps he was a very rich man because in those days, it, it took a lot. You had to be a man of substance to host a banquet. It wasn't just a dinner, but this was a banquet. So it was quite lavish. It was quite extravagant. And the Bible says he invited many. That means he must have had room in his house. So it, suffice it to say, this guy is no man of mean repute. And the Bible says that when he invited people, the masses, out of the masses, three people made excuses that made them stand out. The first one said, I've bought a piece of ground. I need to go and see it. The second one said, I've bought five yoke of oxen as a business. I need to go and test it. And then the third one says, I'm newly married. I can't come. Now, it is, there is nothing wrong in having a business. There's nothing wrong in owning a piece of property, right? And there is nothing wrong in marrying. But this story wants us to understand something that we shouldn't use things that God has blessed us with to make an excuse. And we shouldn't use things that God has blessed us with at the expense of coming to Jesus. It should never come to a place whereby we, we will have to feel like choosing Jesus is an inconvenience. So if you look at this story carefully, the master of the house was angry, not because he didn't understand their issue. He did understand their issue because this man is also a man of um, means. He's a man of substance. So it wasn't because you are married You've bought five piece of uh, five five yoke of oxen, or you've bought a piece of ground that bothered them. 
but the fact that you will decide to use these things which are good to become an excuse that is the problem and the master didn't stop there after he got angry he says go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor the maimed the lame and the blind so this story lets us know that in the kingdom of god there is room for everybody no matter who society has dejected as outcast there is room for everybody you know in this society people can be labeled misfits but in the eyes of god god sees you worthy enough to partake of the kingdom of god uh, whilst on our drive, we were just talking about, you know, some things we saw whereby, you know, society will label you wrongly and things like that, but not the master. Once you decide to come to the kingdom of God to taste of bread, who is Jesus, there is room for you, irrespective of your societal status. And the Bible lets us know that after the place has been packed, the servant still came to the master and told him, there is still room. So now he says, okay, go out into the highways, the hedges, compel them to come, that my house may be filled. May I tell you, this is the essence of Christmas. Why are we celebrating the reason for the season? Why are we celebrating Jesus who came on this earth as a man and and humbled himself and died on the cross for us? It is because so that you and I could have place in the kingdom of God. And not just that. Christ is also interested that the house of his father will be full. So salvation is not just for a selected few. Salvation is for all. The brush of salvation has been painted broad for everybody. It's not narrow. Everybody needs to come in. So this story really lets us know that for us to taste of the bread of the kingdom of God, who is Jesus Christ, it's open for all. All of us can come to him. And this is why we celebrate this season. And sometimes in my little observation, we can celebrate this Christmas and, you know, be happy about everything that we have and enjoy. And and it's good to enjoy and have meals and have fun and open our Christmas gifts and, you know, uh, be in the Christmas spirit or the Yuletide season, but most times we lose cognizance of why we are celebrating this season. The reason why we are celebrating this season is Jesus came as bread. He wants us to taste of him. And not just that, he didn't just come for a select few, but he came for the masses. And irrespective of your status, society may have labeled you misfit, but you don't need to be a misfit to taste of the bread, which is Jesus Christ. Come to him as you are, irrespective of who you are. You might have been stigmatized, you may be disenfranchised. The invitation is still open to you to taste of the bread, the living bread, who is Jesus Christ. And verse 24 ends with something. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper now when you read this you kind of get the feeling like the master is being hard but the master is just talking about choices here you you reap the consequence of your choice it doesn't mean that if they 
go ahead to accept the invitation. Room will not be made available for them. Room will be made available for them. But here it's talking to us more about the consequences of their choices and their decisions. And that is one thing we have to know. The other side of Christmas is that Jesus is that perfect gift. He is that bread that satisfies. He is that bread that when we take of him, he will satisfy all our longings. But if we reject him, if we refuse to partake of him, as compared to going to a, a banquet, the Bible lets us know that we, won't, we, we shall not taste of the supper. And that is sad. So, whilst you are celebrating Christmas, think of that unsaved person, that unsaved brother, unsaved sister, unsaved family member, unsaved friend, unsaved work colleague. What are we doing to make sure that the bread of this season becomes known? What are we doing to make sure that the bread of this season becomes tasted for them. And we have to come to a place where we have to present it to them and then they will have to choose. But for us just to suppress that and not give them even the opportunity at all to choose, I think that is something that will really be at the door of Christians. So today the Christmas message that we see here is that God wants his house to be full. That is why we are celebrating Christmas. He sent Jesus Christ as the bread so that everybody will partake of him. The rich man who has the house or the piece of ground will partake of him. The young man or the, the, the newly wedded guy will partake of him. The man who is also fixated on this business will partake of him. And not just that. You might think that it's only rich people who are to partake, but the lame, the maimed, the blind go out into the hedges, the highways, the byways. Christmas is an opportunity for everybody to taste of Jesus as the bread of life. But ladies and gentlemen, people are not going to know until we Christians we present the gospel. We use this Christmas season to present Jesus as the bread of life and give people the opportunity to choose whether they will taste of the bread or they will reject it. Those are consequences of their choices that they will have to live later up to. But as Christians, we have to make sure that during this Christmas season, our voices will resonate loudly. During this Christmas season, commercialism resonates very loudly because Christmas has now been reduced to commercialism. But during this season, I believe our voices should resonate very loudly because we have found the bread of the kingdom of God that when people taste of him, they shall experience eternal life. So, for I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. I think this point also calls us to a place of intercession. We should not give up on people. We should pray that people will never inherit or reap the choices of their decisions. We should pray for them. So we should have a heart of intercession, a heart to pray for people, that people, as far as we are living on this earth, 
people still have the opportunity to receive Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. This morning, I want to present to you that Jesus, of all the things he came as, he came as the bread. And that's why if you remember the book of John series, we spent an extensive amount of time talking about Jesus, the bread of life. He became the bread. He is broken so that all of us will partake of him. You don't have to belong to an exclusive elite club to taste of Jesus as the bread. Everybody can taste him, irrespective of status, irrespective of how society sees you. We can all taste of Jesus, the bread. Amen. So today, there's my short Christmas message I would like to give. That in the midst of celebrating, let's remember Jesus, who is the reason for the season. He came as the bread of life. And the Bible lets us know that we are blessed if we shall eat the bread in the kingdom of God. Today, this parable is still continuing. Jesus is still inviting. He's inviting through the church. He's inviting through people who are actively witnessing. This parable is still going on. But let us pray that people will be wise enough to make the wise choice and wise decision when all counts and matters. God once told Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 30, he says, I said before you life and death, but if you don't know which one to choose, I will tell you, choose life that you may live. And I pray that during this season, when we Christians present the gospel as Jesus who is the bread of the kingdom of God, we pray that our fellow audience will choose life so that they may live. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. I've heard your word this morning. Lord, this season, may we have a missionary's heart. May we not lose cognizance of you who is the bread of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. May our blessings not cause us to lose sight that we need you. For you are the one that says, I am the Lord that gives you power to get wealth. The people who had the lands and the yoke of oxen, was it not by your power that they had that ability to do that? May we recognize you, Lord, even in our quest for wealth, that we will not come to a place where we will reject you because you are the bread of the kingdom of God that satisfies. You satisfy every craving, every desire, every longing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Father, if people have rejected the gospel, help us, O oh Lord, to continue to intercede for them and believe for the best that they will not reap the harvest of their choices. Father, the fact that we are still on this earth means grace is available. I pray that to our audience that will represent Jesus as the bread of life, we pray that may they choose right. May they choose life. Thank you, O Lord. I pray that as we present Jesus in these next coming days, 
may people taste of the supper and that's jesus the bread of life thank you lord for today we give you praise now and forever amen god bless you